It's Monday, and that means it's time for a brand new episode of Interviewing People, a career cast where you can learn about a variety of careers from people actually doing the work. Today I'll be talking with Katherine Wolfinger-Patterson, who once walked these halls but is now the marketing and engagement lead for Visit Bowling Green, Ohio. Catherine will be sharing about what a marketing and engagement lead does, what led her to this point on her career journey, and much more. So enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Interviewing People Career Cast. And today we have 2001 Van Buren graduate Catherine Wolfinger Patterson with us. And she is currently working as the marketing and engagement lead for Visit Bowling Green, Ohio. And we're going to hear about her career and what has happened throughout her life to lead her to where she is on her career path. So, Catherine, thank you very much for joining us today. And I guess I'd like to start out with uh, going back to high school. And what were you thinking as you were preparing to leave Van Buren and heading out into the world? Did you foresee yourself being in a marketing position someday, or was that the farthest thing from your mind? Um, It was probably closer to the farthest thing from my mind. When I left Van Buren, I was, I went to the University of Finley and I was going into youth ministry. And so that was my plan. (laughs) And I see that you actually ended up majoring in hospitality management at the University of Finley. Uh, How long were you at school before you declared that major? And then see that you also then did work in youth ministry. So how did all of that come together, even though you didn't necessarily major in that in college? Right. So I went to the University of Finley, and my first semester I was a religious studies major. And um, I took my second semester, I took my freshman year, I took intro to hospitality. I we had to take so many business courses to finish up and um, all my friends were taking that and we were going on spring break to the Opryland Hotel in um, Nashville and I was like yes sign me up for that one so um, during that intro class an opportunity came up to do internships in Hilton Head South Carolina for the summer but you had to either declare hospitality as your major or at least as your minor and everyone had encouraged me to actually declare another major besides religious studies anyway they're like have a fallback plan have way uh, to financially support yourself and then you can just go on and get your master's in seminary or whatever afterwards I'm like okay cool here's my fallback plan and then I get to go to Hilton Head for the summer so that's what I did I switched my major kept religious studies as my minor Um, My goal throughout school was to end up opening like a Christian youth center. So the hospitality management degree made sense and um, kind of marry those two entities. So was it scary going to South Carolina after that? This was after your freshman year of college. Is Mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. So I mean, was that scary? Did you have other people that were going with you that made it work out well? And I guess I'd love to hear about that internship. What did you do for that? Okay, so my first internship, it was, I, I'm not, like, I was all in, let's go to the beach for the summer. That was not scary to me. It was really scary for my parents 
Um, that was not something that they planned on sending me away. Um, you know, I was living at home. So this was like, there was some ease to that. Uh, but yeah, we had a group of us from the University of Finley that went. So that made it a lot easier for like my parents to make that decision too. Our professor, John Wolper, had connections, uh, former students that worked at the Weston Hotel. And uh, the fact that we were like working at a Weston Hotel, that made it a lot more secure to my parents. And then the hotel actually like organized our like room. So they had our apartments for us. So we stayed with, this is kind of like dorm room style. So we stayed with other people that were also interns um, with roommates and stuff. And so like through, we didn't have to figure out bills or anything, even like it was basically like room and port kind of situation. So they paid it directly. So that made it really like those kinds of things made it easier. Um, the first summer down there, I actually did two internships in Hilton Head. My first summer, I worked um, primarily in the kids, like, rec center. So uh, they actually had, like, a day center for kids that would come and, like, watch movies, and we would go swimming with the kids and things. So that's what I did primarily. And then uh, during that, I actually switched uh, from that and went into the dining side of things. And so I worked in their Carolina Cafe, which was their casual dining. And I worked um, as a hostess there. And at the time, I had like zero experience. I had worked at Kohl's before that. So I didn't have any like real hospitality experience before that. So it was, it was a really good experience. What would you say you took from or you've taken from that internship experience that you can apply to your current job as that marketing and engagement lead? I think um, the big thing is just being able to talk to like, just really be able to talk to people. Uh, as a hostess, you have to like talk to everything that everyone that comes in. And one of the things that we had at the Carolina Cafe was we had a um, seafood buffet and they also had a menu, but we were trying, basically we were the first line people to try to get everyone to encourage them to the buffet. So we were kind of giving them a tour of the buffet on their way to their seats. So it just really did teach me just to be able to talk about things and kind of be a salesperson, I guess. Um, and it was like, it was an easy sale, right? Like people are coming in, most of them really did want a buffet anyway, but when they saw it, you described it and you learned how to describe like the soup. It was a she crab soup, just made with sherry. And like, so I can even still remember those things. And like, just being able to describe those things, I think has made it uh, easier for me now to um, cause essentially what I'm doing is selling Bowling Green. So, yeah. As you think about what you currently do, and as you talk about selling Bowling Green, talk a little bit about what a day in your daily life looks like and what you love about what you're doing currently. Right. Okay. So, uh, typically, uh, my day starts in the morning, uh, nine, about 9am I get here and the first thing I do is I go to our gobgohio.com website and I check and see if anyone has uh, added new events that I need to approve. And then I get on our social medias and just make sure like if any comments were put out um, and just make sure I'm engaging with those. I go through and I try to share um, on Facebook and Instagram especially 
uh, our local businesses, what they're doing, find events that are happening. So then I can connect those to our website as well so that everyone knows about it and it's like in a uniform space. So that I'm promoting what like the restaurants, the bars and different entities are doing as well. Are you different from the Chamber of Commerce or are you connected in some way? So um, originally our Convention and Visitors Bureau was completely separate, but uh, during COVID we actually came under the Chamber. So since I've been on board, I've been under the Chamber. So yes and no. <laughs> so we're under the Chamber, but we are different. Uh, the easiest way for me to explain that is uh, the Chamber is you have to pay to be a part of the chamber. So business has to pay to be a part of the, of the chamber. And so the chamber really only promotes businesses that are a part of, their, of the chamber. Hmm. Where Visit BG Ohio, we're promoting everyone in Bowling Green. It doesn't matter, you don't, it's not a membership basis. So that's the big difference. Right. As far as you talked about creating the website, creating the social media, uh, mm-hmm. were those all up and running when you, took this job or have you had to create any of those and what are some things that go through your mind as you are creating content to try to promote Bowling Green? So everything was currently in place when I started. Uh, We didn't have um, necessarily a good system of like how we posted and I'm still working on that. Um, The I think anyone that understands social media knows that the rules change every single day, basically, which makes it a little bit difficult when that's our our main marketing right now. Uh, So just trying to figure out like how often to post and all of those things has to look different and just trying to be like, keep our engagement up. Uh, So, but fortunately I had like previous experience and what I've done before with keeping up on social media, I've never really done a lot with uh, websites. And then another big part of what I do is advertising. So I've had to create like full page ads. And I like, I didn't take any classes for that (laughs) basically. Um, And anything that I would have taken because I graduated from the University of Finley in 2005, most of that would be kind of outdated at this point too. Uh, So it's just kind of teaching myself and I mean, Google's my best friend. <laughs> Being a lifelong learner is important in any career. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that makes a big difference. And also the person that had the position right before me, she stayed on for a while. So she kind of mentored me a little bit. And that was really, really helpful. And we knew each other previously as well. So it helped like to be able to have her, like I still can text her questions and ask her like, hey, I'm working on this. How did you do that previously? Um, and kind of like figure it out as I go along. But yeah, just I'm willing to ask questions and like say, I don't know how to do this. Right. Having having a network and being willing to ask questions, mm-hmm. obviously always important. As yeah. you think about that mentor who has helped you, are there any other relationships that have helped you along your career path, whether it was in a previous position or in this position that have been really useful to you? It's just been nice. So I moved away after I graduated. I moved to Texas. And uh, then I moved back to the area. And being back in Van Buren has been, so we actually live like on 613. You can see the school from our house now. Um, So it's just nice just to be able to be close to those like where you grew up. And um, even though like 
you asked me like what I thought when I graduated in all honesty I thought I'll never be back in this gym again like never and um we've sat by each other in the gym so you know that's not true Brian <laughs> but um so it's just an interesting like to be able to come back and like learn from those that you grew up with but also like my mentor that I was talking about she's younger than I like the way I know her is because she was one of my students at camp. Uh, so just being able to not always, it doesn't, a mentor doesn't necessarily have an age limit. And I think that's been really humbling for me is it doesn't have to be someone older. Uh, and especially because I'm kind of like restarting my career in a way, there are going to be younger people that are going to know more, be further in their career. And so just being able to it doesn't matter and just be able to willing, willing to learn from anyone. So I love that statement of a mentor doesn't have to be older. And I, yeah. I have to admit, you know, we always think about a mentor being someone who's older, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. So very insightful. As you think about some of the previous positions you had uh, working as a youth pastor, uh, director of campus life, so forth, how have those experiences helped to prepare you for where you are today? Well, I think, first of all, uh, the social media aspect of that. So I've been running um, multiple social media outlets for years. Um, I think that's really helpful for me because I'm used to not just having my own personal Facebook and my own personal Instagram. I've been running multiple for a long time. Currently, I run um, my personal pages, but then I also run uh, social media page of uh, Facebook for an Instagram for Visit VG Ohio. And then I also am running that for another um, nonprofit entity, part of Bowling Green uh, Firefly Nights, which is an event that'll come up in uh, the summer. So just trying, just knowing how to do that, I think has been really helpful and being able to balance that. And then the biggest thing, um, I don't know if you guys are using Canva yet at Van Buren, but I learned how to use that again from one of my old co-workers. Uh, she taught me how to use it. And then I've learned kind of tweak that. And I couldn't do my job without Canva. <laughs> we actually are using Canva yeah. in, in yeah. English class right now. It's, it's just, it's huge. It's helped a lot just with the marketing um, and learning some different things and learning how things look. And, um, and again, I came and they had previously visit BG Ohio and the chamber and the city had just gone through a marketing change. And so they had new logos and everything. And so that made it really easy to come in and say like, okay, so this is our, these are our colors and this is our color scheme. And to, but to understand that. So right before um, I was at college for church of God as a youth pastor and youth director, excuse me. And um before I left, I was actually on the team to talk about their new logo and some of, and their branding went through a branding change. And so knowing that and understanding how like branding works really helped because I had no clue like what a branding book was previously. So that really, I think was really big to me. So when I came in, I was like, okay, so where's our branding book? What are the branding rules? And they're like, so that helps knowing that rather than just coming in and being clueless about that. Social media is obviously huge right now. And, you know, with that being a big part of your job, with that being a big part of marketing in general, and I know there's a lot of students who, who they love social media. So if a student wanted to get into marketing, uh, be a social media manager for an organization, 
what do you think are the big things they should be thinking about both while in high school and beyond? I think branding is so important. So when you're putting things out and, and looking at social media, looking at it as a brand and making sure that it flows really well, you never want to put anything out that just doesn't. And so looking at yourself and branding yourself first, that's your first place. And um, that's kind of where I started. I started just messing around and branding myself. And then that made it easier when I was looking for jobs. Like, okay, this is who I want to present. And now I'm presenting this entity to look at that. And I think another part of it is really just pay attention to what catches your eye as well. Uh, so I grew up and magazines were the, like, that was what we all had, we all had magazines. And I still have one of my favorite, it's actually a Nike um, ad and I have it in my office still. I've had it since I was a teenager and I have it in my office. And I think like those things that really click with you and knowing how to use its pictures and words and all of it together and how to tell a story. It's storytelling is really important. And um, I actually was able to go listen at BGSU to a speaker and he was talking about the power story. And I think that that's just so important in learning, learning how to tell stories well, and then figuring out what story you're trying to tell. I think a lot of students see the glamour of social media marketing. They see all those posts and how cool that is and fun and so forth. What's an aspect of marketing that maybe isn't so glamorous, maybe not as enjoyable, but yet still something that students will have to do? The hard part is when it flops, when it doesn't do well, or when you make a mistake and then everyone has seen it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's all out there and right. they're commenting on it and sharing it. And they're like, oh, look at them. So when it's like, when there's the negative things, I think you have to just learn how to like roll with that too. You, it's not if, it's when I make mistakes and it's, it's going to happen. And I think just being able to have that thicker skin to be able to say like, okay, thank you for pointing that mistake out and fixing it and just moving on. Or, um, I mean, even with some of the activities and events, when we're promoting them, like as Visit BG Ohio, some people aren't going to always agree with those, or there's going to be things that like, maybe I don't necessarily like, quote unquote, agree with, but they're still like, it's, that's not my job. My job is to promote, promote it and to put it out there. And so I think that's just important. And then also to know that it doesn't necessarily, it's not a nine to five kind of a job. Uh, I know a lot of like my Instagram and stuff, especially for like Bowling Green, a lot of things happen and like are put out like later and stuff. And so like finding those and sharing those, it just, it takes time. And just to know that, um, I don't know, like you just have to let the perfectionism go though. Right. It's not going to be, you can't be perfect. So as you think about some of the events and BG, what, what is it about Bowling Green that you think makes it a place to be, a place to visit, so forth? Oh, well, there's quite a bit. So I think, first of all, the big events that draw people to Bowling Green are our National Tractor Pool Championship, 
And then the Black Swamp Arts Festival, both of those draw people like nationally, um, even internationally, because we'll get, uh, now that the Canadian borders open, we'll get Canadians will come in, especially for the National Tractor Pool this summer. So that'll be, that's really exciting. Uh, and I think uh, for me, so a lot of these experiences are new to me too. So it's, it's fun and exciting. It's like, I didn't necessarily grow up going to any of this stuff. So even though it wasn't that far away. So just experiencing those for the first time, it's like, oh, this is why people come here. Uh, I had no clue what a tractor pool was. <laughs> I was very literal with it. It is not that. Um, so it was really cool to see those and experience those. I'm like, oh, okay, like this is why people are coming so far to see that. And then as a whole, like, so we've got Bowling Green State University. So a lot of people are coming to visit, uh, you know, alumni come back for different events or families are coming for certain things. So we get a lot of people that come for that. And then if you're just, you know, down the road and you're like, okay, that's cool, but none of those are checked into my box. I would say uh, you have to come and experience some of our food. We've got really good food. And I grew up in Finley. I understand that Finley has good food too, but it's just a different, different vibe um, and different. Like it's fun just to go a little bit in a different direction and try something new. And then there's a lot of really cool murals and alleyways and just like back things that like are just different. And then um, Snooks, I don't know, have you heard of Snooks? Nope, never uh, heard of Snooks. It's right down the road from you. It's uh, a great uh, car museum actually. So they've got really cool antique cars. So it's just those things that like, I mean, again, I had never heard, it, heard of Snooks growing up either. So it's just really cool to like experience those and it's not far and you can kind of do a day trip. One of my goals this summer is to ride the bike path from North Baltimore to oh, Bowling yeah. Green and back. So I hope I can accomplish that this summer. There you as, go. We, as we wrap up and as you think about everything you've learned over the course of your career and think back to yourself in high school. What is it that you know now about careers or life that you wish you had known when you were in high school? Oh, that you don't have to have it all figured out. And that even like, that there's not like, you know, you can change. It's okay. You can change and you can adapt. I think adaptability and flexibility are super important. I think, especially after these past few years, we all learned that, right? Like you, you can't just be, if you're not flexible, there's going to be, that's probably worse. If you have like your mind made up and like there's no flexibility, that's probably what I would be more concerned about. So, yeah. Perfect, Catherine. Well, I really appreciate you sharing all of this about your career. And if anyone has questions for you, is there an email address where they could reach out to you? Yes, uh, the best email address for me would be marketing at visitbgohio.org. Perfect. And I'll also add your LinkedIn profile address if people could reach out to you there. Good luck as you continue to promote Bowling Green. And obviously with the summer approaching, I'm sure it's going to be a very busy time for you. So good luck with all of that. And thank you very much for sharing about your career. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for watching this interview with marketing and engagement lead Katherine Patterson. I hope you learned valuable information from her career story. And to be sure you don't miss upcoming interviews, please click subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is released. 
Thank you for watching. And as always, remember the best part about Mondays is interviewing people.